What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Mailari. Just want to start out by wishing everyone a happy new year. Happy New Year's Eve. Hopefully everyone's having a great day. Today I'm going to have my friend Liam Kenny come on, the hockey icon. He's going to come on give his thoughts about the college football playoff, especially that Michigan game today, Michigan versus TCU at 4 o'clock, just an hour before kickoff. He'll be coming on to give his thoughts. Uh, and also his girlfriend actually goes to Michigan, so she'll be joining the call to give her thoughts about Michigan and what she thinks is going to happen in today's game. So going to get him on in a second and just get started in a second. Thank you. So here we are, back on. We have the hockey icon, Liam Kenny, joining the podcast again. He came on the radio show about a week or two ago now. This is the second time live on the podcast, though. So we got Liam, the hockey icon, on. And then also Riley, his girlfriend, super fan of Michigan's football team here. So now we got a perspective of what it's like being on the campus of Michigan during the year when they were nasty. Obviously, we know what it's like watching them on TV, but I'm sure on the campus it's sick. I know going to BC... We'd have a good season, so it wasn't really great being a BC football fan and being on the campus. But anyways, Riley, Liam, how are we doing, guys? Doing pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Happy New Year's Eve. I'm sure you guys are psyched for the game. We're only 35 minutes till kickoff, so uh, yeah, yeah. I won't ready, make this too long. Ready. You guys are ready, though. I'm psyched. Riley's been ready for like a week or two now. I know you guys have been oh, wanting yeah, to do I this for a while. I this morning. As soon as I woke up, I was ready to go. I know you're psyched. I know Liam's psyched. Liam's even a Michigan fan now. I mean, he was a TCU fan at one point, I heard the other day. I was a fan when I was younger, but I've been indoctrinated into being a Wolverine fan now. Yeah. I respect it. I like TCU basketball. So. Yeah, I like TCU baseball from the Commodores and stuff. They've okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I like their basketball teams. They play pretty hard, but uh, I don't really care much about their football team. So we're rooting for Michigan tonight, so don't worry. Perfect. I know you're not a big Ohio State fan, so we don't got to talk about that game till the end, which we just prefaced, you know, in our FaceTime call beforehand. So we want to talk much about that. Anyway, so the game's at 4 o'clock today. TCU on the year, 12-1, and number three in the country. You got Michigan 13-0, and number two in the country. Winning the Big Ten this year was obviously a big accomplishment. The line right now, 7.5. I think Michigan wins this game. I think they cover that 7.5. So I know Riley's going to be excited with that prediction, which is great. Um, but how do you guys feel about today's game? Obviously, Michigan's defense has been a story right now season. They've been able to score points, too, as well. Uh, but the defense has been elite. Uh, how do you guys feel about today's game? Um, I feel pretty good about today's game. I think our biggest thing is to get the momentum going in the first half. We've been a second-half team kind of all season, and we don't do, even against the easier teams, um, we don't do too well in the first half. So we kind of need to get it going early. I respect that. I think TCU's pretty similar. They don't really get going much till the second half. I think they have, let me see, I, I wrote it down. I think they had five second half comebacks this year. So uh, at the end of the day, they, they're a you know late blooming team as well late in the game. But I think if Michigan starts out hot and heavy, I think it might be tough at TCU to come back. Coming back against Big 12 defenses is a little bit easier than coming back against a defense like Michigan. So I think Michigan has that edge, obviously. Like you said, they get better in the second half. But I think that they have obviously – the best defense, or one of the best defense. I know Georgia's defense is very good too. So having a defense like that's obviously an advantage. TCU does put up points, but if TCU were to have a prayer in this game, I think they gotta limit Michigan's offense to like twenty-seven points, and I just don't see Michigan only scoring twenty-seven. How do you feel, Liam? Yeah, so I thought I think it's gonna be a close game. I actually thought the opposite of you. I thought that uh, TCU was gonna cover the spread. I thought it was gonna be a lot. I think it's gonna be like a field goal game, or it's gonna be really close coming out in the end. But I, I feel like that. you're right. It's gonna be whoever jumps on the other team first because both teams, like we were saying, are really strong in the second half. So it's gonna come down to the quarterbacks who's gonna be able to lead their offenses down the field quickly and getting those points fast in the uh, first half, especially in the first quarter. Definitely, yeah. TCU. I just and now I found I found it here. Five second half comebacks this year, and obviously at the end of the day, coming back, as I said against. Defenses in the Big 12 that give up 40 points a game is much different than yeah. Michigan's defense that's been elite all year, only allowing 13.4 points per game. 
and only 277 yards per game. So uh, they're pretty much great all-around offense and defense. Uh, and that's one thing that's an advantage for Michigan, just like Georgia, is they're so dominant in both aspects of the game. It's not like they're just good on offense like TCU. You know, so it's obviously a big advantage. But how do you guys feel about J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback? Obviously, uh, Michigan's run offense is a, a big reason they're doing what they're doing. But he, he's having a good year, 20 touchdowns, three picks. Uh, and obviously, a young kid, too, only a sophomore. How do you guys feel about McCarthy? Um, I feel that he's gotten a lot stronger toward the end of the season. At the beginning of the season, all the talk was that we have quorum, so we don't really need J.J. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, we just... And he really showed us in the Ohio State game when Coram was out that he can actually throw the ball, he can get it down the field. We knew he could get it down the field. He'd had some crazy throws last year, but um, <laughs> especially in the Ohio State game away against our biggest rival, um, he showed that he can do it. So I think that if he can keep that confidence going, he'll do really well in this game. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would agree with you there. How, how do you feel, Liam? Yeah, I totally agree. I think Riley was saying it right, how like he, we've seen the JJ throw those long bombs. It's going to come down to him just being consistent and like hitting those short passes consistently and finding those guys downfield and hitting them with accuracy because he has all like the physical strength and all the arm strength he's seen. It's going to come down to like the intangibles of leading the uh, leading the offense, everyone being confident in his throws and just being able to do it on, on like ten out of ten times instead of eight out of ten times. So we, yeah, we definitely saw in the Ohio State game, but today is going to be a big test because. People are expecting Michigan to win. They're expecting them to, their offense to dominate. So I think it's, yep. uh, stay humble and know that that's still D1 caliber players on the other side of the ball. They may not be Big Ten defenses, but it's still the Big 12 is still a legit league. Or yeah. legit conference. You made a great point there saying, you know, Michigan obviously has all the pressure on them. Considering TCU was 200 to 1 underdogs this year to make yep. the college football playoff, to win the college football uh, championship, they're 200 to 1. So they really aren't playing with much pressure on themselves since they were underdogs all season. Then you look at Michigan team that's 13-0, and a lot of pressure's on them. But that can obviously play to Michigan's advantage, too. At the end of the day, being the number two team, you beat Ohio State. You obviously have a lot of momentum being 13-0. and sure. uh, And one thing, obviously, Coram going down with the injury. He had a great season before going down with the injury. 1,463 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns. You missed that. But Donovan Edwards, backup running back, who obviously got some carries, too, when Coram was in, has been great this season. I think that's one thing that Michigan can rely on, even if McCarthy struggled a little bit is how good their run game is. And every single quarterback, me and Liam, have talked about this over the summer. And we talked about a little bit, I think maybe even with the Lions, you were talking about DeAndre Swift. When you have a good yeah. run game, it makes everything so much easier in your quarterback. Saquon Baku, yes, he has having a great year for Daniel Jones. So Daniel Jones has had a better year in the past game. When you have a good rush, uh, rush attack and you can run the ball, it makes everything open up for the offense. And that's what happened with Michigan this year. I mean, they're averaging 165 or 243 rushing yards a game. The lowest they had in the game this year was 165 rushing yards and also had a rushing touchdown every single game this year. So being able to run the ball was huge. And me and Liam talked about that over the summer and he predicted the Lions would be better on offense this year with obviously DeAndre Swift and, and Jared Goff having a better year. So you pinpointed that before and, and now same thing with the Michigan team where they run the ball very well. And that's one thing that I wanted to ask Riley about, obviously now being a student at Michigan, I'm sure it's been crazy. What, what has it been like being on the campus this year where they were 12-0, 13-0, and you beat Ohio State? What was that like? I'm sure it was nuts. Well, honestly, I'm very biased, so my answer will be biased. But I feel the energy just on in Ann Arbor is crazy always. Um, even when Michigan has a losing season, the energy is still there. Um, everyone is... A huge Michigan fan wherever you are we're big sports fans in Ann Arbor um 
so the energy is just huge. Um, Ohio State game was very big this year. Um, I'm pretty sure the day after, or it, we beat them over Thanksgiving break, and then mm-hmm. the next week we got back to classes, and I spent an entire um, – my entire physiology class, we just talked about that game the whole time. We didn't even learn new content because we were all just so excited and um, so ready to go for the Big Ten Championship. So, um, Because a lot of us weren't expecting to win that game just because Ohio State is good. Um, Definitely. They're a good team. We were away. Luckily, um, last year we had home field advantage. This year we don't have that or didn't have that. So, mm-hmm. um it was kind of, I mean, even I was a little doubtful going into the game, but the big the big win, we won by more this year than we did last year in their stadium, so it, it felt really good. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, Cornelius Johnson, which I didn't know much about him before that game, but he went off against Ohio State. What was it? Uh, I had his line here. Four catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns, which is nuts. I mean, there were so many guys that really stepped up in that game, and like you said, J.J. McCarthy had to step up in that game without Blake Corum, and... When you lose a guy like Corum, obviously the offense isn't going to be as good as it was with him, but they really didn't show any downsides to their offense without him. Obviously, at the end of the day, you want him out there, but there's so much firepower, like you said, and I'm sure it's just crazy going there, and I wish I was in that physiology class. Liam knows I like talking sports in class always, so uh, at the end of the day, I wish I, was, I wish I was at Michigan right now. BC this year, we had a brutal year in football, so it really wasn't uh, too fun being a BC student and everything. We only won... Was it four games, three or four games? So it wasn't really too great. Uh, Michigan would absolutely blow us out, so it's a good thing they're not on our schedule. We do play Ohio State, though. Uh, I think it's like 2026 or something, and then Bama in like 2029 or something. So that'll be fun. Uh, could be a tough game. But uh, one, thing, one thing I want to mention, though, was how good both offenses are. I mean, TCU puts up a lot of points, too. They scored 40-plus in so they've allowed 28-plus in seven games this year, but they've scored 40-plus in six games. So they do give up a good amount of points and giving up 25 a game, which isn't that much. I mean, you know, compared to other college football teams, I mean, 25 is still pretty good. But if you look at it compared to the other teams in the college football playoff, Michigan only gives up 13 a game. Georgia gives up, I think it's just under 13 a game. So at the end of the day, obviously, TCU's defense is going to have to step up and have a game. But Michigan scores points. They have the ability to put up 50 points any game they play. They did it four times this year. Scored 40-plus in seven games this year, which is nuts. What do you guys think it comes down to for Michigan today? Is it their offense scoring 35, 40 points, or is it their defense limiting TCU to, let's say, 27, 28? Because TCU can score. I mean, they put up, as I said, uh, points in just about every single game this year. They put up 40-plus in six games. So what do you think is a bigger thing for Michigan to focus on, their offense having a great game or their defense? Um, I'm kind of thinking... I think our offense, because a lot of times during the game, we can get the um, run game going, but JJ will miss a couple passes, the confidence will go down a little, and maybe we can get a couple runs in. Um, Or on the other hand, like for the Ohio State game with Coram out, we were so nervous we weren't going to have a run game, Um, and we actually got shut down in the first half. I think we only had a couple yards running, and that was Mm -hmm. Coram's one (laughs) carry the entire first half or something like that so I think we just need to keep our offense going the way it can be with both passing and rushing and TCU isn't going to be able to stop um if they don't know what's coming at them whether it be a pass or a rush yeah Edwards is really good too and I think Corn went down to that game right was that the game he got hurt he got hurt in the game before um but he went in for one snap that game or 
two snaps. Three snaps. Couple snaps that game. And um uh only had two carries though. Oh, me too. I thought one. Yeah, it must like have been that. yeah, they must only have realized he couldn't run. Yeah, he went off um he went off the field, shook his head no and was basically done for the rest of the game. So Yeah. That's a big loss. Uh, yeah, it was super nerve wracking and it was it was very nerve wracking just because last year the way we beat Ohio State at home is Son Haskins had five rushing touchdowns. Yeah, nuts! Like two hundred yards of five touchdowns. Yeah. So we thought that this year, if we didn't have our um, our running game, we wouldn't even be able to put up a fight. But we were yeah. able to. So I think for TCU, we need to be able to do both. Definitely, yeah. It's a collective thing. Obviously, you want your offense and defense to be playing good special teams. We had all three phases of the game go into a win. Uh, that's what the pages have always preached, right? Liam knows you got to do your job in all three phases. So yep. at the end of the day, you obviously want to be good in all three. But I would agree with you. I think the offense is probably, even though the offense is still really good, and I'm not taking anything away from it, I think the defense you know is going to always show up. Like you said, if J.J. misses a pass or two, you never know what can happen to the offense, especially considering, I mean, when you don't have Coram out there, Edwards is good, but you obviously don't have your star running back who is you know top eight in the Heisman voting this year. Um, so it's obviously a big loss. Uh, but I'd, I'd say that defense you know is going to show up. I mean, giving up only 13.4 points per game, 277 yeah. yards. They only give up 85 rushing yards a game, and that's one thing TCU's been doing well this year. They've been able to run the ball very well. Kendra Miller, their junior running back, had 17 rushing touchdowns on the year with 1,300 yards. He's averaging seven or 6.2 yards per carry. That's one thing that you know Michigan's going to do. You know they're going to stop the run well. So at the end of the day, I'd say the defense isn't as much of a worry. What do you think, Liam? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like that, yes, they have a really strong offense, but like um, Michigan has faced a lot of really strong offenses throughout the year. The defense has, stand the, has been able to stand the test, so I feel like facing another good one isn't going to be a problem. I feel like it's going to find the consistency, consistency in offense, like I was talking about before. That's going to be the big key to the game, just uh, – Donovan Edwards playing a great game on the ground, maybe helping out with some short passes to maybe open up the tight ends and the wide receivers a little bit more. I just feel like that if they're able to find all assets, the passing game, the short passing game, the deep, and both the short runs and the long runs, that's going to be the big part of their system today. Definitely. (laughs) I would agree with you there, for sure. I mean, obviously the run game that opens up everything. And one thing I didn't know about Edwards, which I just looked this up today, I was looking up some stats. He averaged seven and a half yards per carry, so 7.5 yards every time he ran the ball, which was number one in the Big Ten and number three in all of college football. So even though you don't have Corum, I mean, he's, he's still pretty impressive. Uh, and obviously he has some yeah. explosive plays out of the backfield just like Corum. And at the end of the day, obviously you wish you had Corum out there, but having a guy like him step in is huge. Uh, and that's no. one thing, obviously, with Michigan's yeah. identity is running the ball. But what were you saying, Riley? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's um, we're very fortunate to have, like, such a great backup. And I think it's – um, the team dynamic is also super awesome because even when Coram was out, you could see him on the high, or the sidelines hyping up Edwards um, because they work together so much. You can see him like getting excited for him, even though he can't play and get out there to get the yards. Um, he's still hyping up Edwards, getting him ready to go, and I think that's a big part of um, like being able to produce on the field as well. Definitely having his support out there and his guidance. And I'm sure even if he's not playing Corum, just like a lot of plays in the NFL when they're out, like quarterbacks are still on the sidelines a lot of time giving insight to what they see in the game. When you're not playing, you can see everything from, you know, the sidelines perspective and say, okay, you know, if you ran through the A gap this time rather than running to the outside, you know, you might have had a better chance of getting more yards. So it's good having that someone on the side, like an advisor that can watch you. Uh, and now switching the script here, we're talking a lot about Michigan's run game. I'm going to talk a little bit about TCU's run defense. One thing about TCU is they 
I'm not putting up a lot of points this year, but as I said, they're giving up 25 a game, which is more than Michigan, obviously 12 more per game. Uh, and they're also giving up 150 yards per game in the ground. And like we were saying, I mean, that's Michigan's identity is running the ball. So if TCU would have any shot in this game, I think they have to limit Michigan to 27, 28 points. And that would be very hard to do considering, I mean, Michigan puts up a lot of points every single game. Uh, and the line seven and a half, Liam thinks it's going to come down to a field goal. Uh, so that would mean TCU would be covering. It's a lot closer than I thought. I think my prediction was, I'll tell you the score, 41 to 30 was my prediction originally, which who knows? I mean, that could change by the time the game starts. But uh, I think Michigan's going to win this game, but depending on the score. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Michigan winning 41 to 30. How do you guys feel about Score predictions. I mean, if you don't want to give a score prediction because that's you think that's a jinx, I know a lot of the time when I give a score prediction, it goes the complete reverse, and that team that I say is going to win loses. So maybe it's not a good thing I picked Michigan. But uh, what do you guys think about predictions? I'm way too superstitious. I can't. I can't even attempt to. I respect oh, I, it. I, I, I respect I, that. I think 34-31 Michigan. And what's going to happen is TCU. They're uh, Michigan's going to be up. TCU's going to be driving, and they're going to throw like a drive inning pick, and that's going to end the game there. See, like with like a minute left, I think it's gonna be no huddle, and he, Duggan's gonna make a bad read and just throw it away. Or that's his name, Duggan, right? Duggan, yep, you, Max Duggan, yep. You got it. You yep. got it. He's good though. Duggan's a really good quarterback. Uh, yeah. He hasn't thrown many picks; he's only four. But like you said, when you get in those situations late in the game, you're gonna try to force a play. That's just the way it goes, especially when you're losing. You know, in the college football playoff, you're gonna try to force a pass in. But he, I mean, he had a great year, second in the Heisman voting and thirty touchdowns of four picks. Uh, I'm rooting for Michigan to win this game because I like Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh a lot. But I think at the end of the day, I do like the underdog a lot of time. TCU is an underdog. But Harbaugh's a great coach. I'm a big fan of him. How do you feel about Harbaugh, Riley? Obviously, being from Michigan, I'm sure everyone loves him there. I mean, I'm not even a Michigan fan, but I, I think he's a great coach. and I've always respected him. But how do you feel about him? Well, going into this year, um, especially after all the NFL talk, I wasn't a huge fan of him just because I felt that Yes, he built our program back up, but the only reason he was getting all the hype is um, just from that Ohio State game. We went from like an zero and twelve season to a twelve and zero or twelve and one season, just flipped it around. And he did really, he did a lot of work bringing that back. But um, it was just because of that Ohio State game. So I, I don't think he was as great of a coach as everyone was making him out to be, but. Then um, I have a friend on the team whose mom I know, and she brought me to a practice, so I actually got to meet Harbaugh, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm his biggest fan now after that. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow, I didn't know that. You never told me that. That's actually awesome. Yeah, I was able to meet him. It was super cool. He's a super nice guy. I got my picture taken with him. That's awesome. Um, they, they say he's very chill. I mean, I've never met him, but they say he's a really good guy. So That's cool that you met him, though. Was that this year? Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was, it was during er, – Practice for the spring game last year. Awesome. Wow, so going into this year yep. either way, I mean, that that's unreal, though. That's so cool. I never knew that, though. I mean, that's a that's a good fun fact to use at a Michigan uh, class where they do icebreak. I say you met him, and he's your boy. Right. That's actually sick, though. That's cool, though. I mean, I always rooted for him. I always thought he was a very good coach. I know he got a lot of hate, obviously, for them losing to Ohio State a lot. But at the end of the day, I mean, Ohio State's a wagon. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into that. I know, obviously, Michigan-Ohio State has their rivalry. But Ohio State <laughs> obviously recruits very well, and they obviously have a good product on the field. So... I know when people look at it and say they've lost, what was it, 10 years in a row? Uh, or was it 9 out of 10 times they lost them in a row before last year? I know a lot of people talk about that and say it like it's, you know, like they're losing to a high school team. But Ohio State's really good, I mean, at the end of the day. So I don't, I don't blame Harbaugh for that. But now you've won two in a row against them. And this year, I mean, you could win the Natty. So obviously that's the main goal, right? Uh, they haven't won the Natty since, was it 1997, I think it was, Michigan? Yeah. Yep, 97. 97. So, I mean, hey, this could be the year. 
you just got to win today. Obviously, that's one start, one game at a time, which I always preach in every sport. But you got to go one game at a time. So you win today. At the end of the day, you're just one step closer to winning. And now I want to talk about the other side really quick, uh, which I know you guys said you don't really care as much about the other games since obviously Michigan's your main focus here. But Georgia, Ohio State, I'm sure you're rooting for Georgia, Riley. I get that impression. Yeah. So my big thing is that I would rather have if it came down to it, I would rather have Georgia win the Natty over Ohio State win in the Natty. So if and I think we need a good um we need a rematch against Georgia. It's all um in our head last year. The only thing we were working towards last year was to beat Ohio State. We didn't really have much thoughts on the playoffs, um, or the Natty. We weren't the mentally we weren't like ready for that. This year now our site was set. We had um, Harbaugh was talking about the goals we had set for the season, and it was Ohio State, Big Ten Championship, and then a natty. Like, this year it's in our head that um, we want to make it and get there, and I feel that last year we kind of just shit the bed. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, that happens, though, <laughs> at the end of the day. That happens when you play a big team like Georgia. I mean, considering most teams at the end of the day are going to lose to them pretty handily. So I don't think that was really the worst thing in the world since Georgia was so dominant last year considering how good they were and how many first-round picks they have on that team from last year and this year. I mean, they have you know a ton that will be drafted this year in the first round. And last year, too, they had three or four guys, I believe. So at the end of the day, obviously, it's, it's tough going up against a team like that. But like you said, yeah, you would never want Ohio State to win, so I'm sure you're rooting for Georgia today. Um, <laughs> and then if you were to lose to one of those two teams in the natty, you'd rather lose to Georgia, I'm sure, than Ohio State. Since I mean, that rivalry's big. I never really – I just like watching the games. I never really had a preference for either team. If I had to pick, I'd go Michigan just because I like Haba, but – I never really had that rivalry feeling about it, so I know obviously it's different uh, when you're from Michigan and Ohio State's your biggest enemy. I mean, Michigan football is the biggest thing in Michigan. Am I wrong? Like, no one really cares as much about the Lions. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. It's always uh, Michigan or Michigan State. Where I come from, there's a lot of state fans. Michigan fans are kind of... There's, there's a good chunk of Michigan fans, but it's um, it's quite a few state fans all around, and... Um, growing up, I was just born and raised a Michigan fan. I think my first outfit coming home from the hospital was a little Michigan cheerleading outfit. So I was always going to be a um, diehard Michigan fan. And with that comes absolutely hating Ohio State. So it's just kind of been in my head since I was coming home from the hospital pretty much. So, yeah, it's, it's in the blood. Michigan's in the blood. Yes. It is in the blood. You've been a fan of a sense. I know you weren't a fan when I praised C.J. Stroud. I forget, this is probably early oh. in the year, but I did praise him at some point. It might have been on my radio show. I might have told Liam that he was nasty. I don't know. when I forget what happened. But either way, I know you were upset with me about that. He is a great quarterback, <laughs> but uh, I was rooting for Michigan in that Michigan-Ohio State game. So I think you'd be more of a fan of me then after that. But uh, Absolutely. I know Liam likes the Lions, though, so I wonder what his take is. Who do you care more about, Liam, the Lions or Michigan? I know you like the Lions. You've been a fan for a little bit now before you even went to Michigan. probably a more of a fan of Michigan. <laughs> Okay. Basically. Converted. I respect it. I mean, Liam was a Lions fan like probably five, six years now because he always liked Matt Stafford. And even after Stafford left, you stayed a Lions fan. Mm-hmm. So yep. he liked them probably, I don't know, Liam, about four or five years now, I'd say, since my senior probably. high school. So in, uh, in like 11th or 10th grade. Yeah, so far like six, seven years <laughs> you've liked them. It's been, yeah, it's been a while. And he correctly predicted this summer, no joke, Liam said on my podcast, he's like, watch out for the Lions this year. I think I had like three or four wins. And you were like eight. I think you might have said eight. They, they, I think you said they'll be in the playoff conversation. And hey, I mean, you called it, dude. They're, they're right in it. it. They're, they're right in it. And hey, Michigan football's playing well, too. So I guess Michigan yeah. football in general, whether you look at the Lions or the University of Michigan. Michigan's both. on the come up for sports. Yeah. Them, Red Wings. The Red Wings, yeah. 
The Red Wings, what? They're over 500, right? What's up? The Red Wings are over 500 this year, right? Oh, yeah, they're really good. They're third in the Atlantic or fourth in the Atlantic. Wow, that's impressive. That's awesome. You you said you went to a game, right? I'm sorry? You said you went to a game, right? Oh, yeah, but they play Carolina. That's a good game. game. Who won that? Uh, Carolina won nothing. I remember you saying it on my radio show. That's why. That's why I remembered it. Yeah. Because I remember you were talking it about kind of, it. Kind of stunk that uh, no, there were like no penalties, no fights, and only one goal. Yeah. So it kind of it was just it was a sink, it was a crappy game, but we still had fun. No, it's awesome though. Sick, you got to go, and that's cool. Sure. I mean, you go to a lot of games there and stuff, which is awesome. You know, Red Wings. You went to you went to a Lions game too before, didn't you? No, I have not gone to a Lions. My roommate went to the Lions Packers game. I didn't go to a Tigers. Got you. Uh, Lions. What game did you go to? You go to a Tigers game. You went to something. I went to. Tigers game, yep. That's what it is. Two Tigers. Two Tigers games, yep. I knew you went to, I didn't didn't think it was the Pistons, so it was either the Tigers or the Lions. Uh, I think it was the year before, like last year. You went to a Pistons game too? Yep. Yeah, we only go to all the game I haven't gone to is the Lions. Yep. Okay. Same here, actually. You guys got to make that happen. We'll get on the list. There's only a couple games left this year, but I mean, next year you could go. Why not not swing it? uh, Matching and uh, going to EMU, maybe... Going to see Toledo. You tell Riley I'm a big fan of them. Riley, I'm a big yeah. Central Michigan fan. Huge. We were talking about that when we first met. Chamos, CMU, and, Yes, uh, no, now EMU. I actually remember that. Yeah. Because I, I, when I say it to people, people think I'm joking. But I actually do really like Central Michigan football. I'm a big fan. Liam knows. I mean, Liam knows I'm not joking because he knows, you know, he's seen me with all my stuff and everything I'm always wearing. But uh, tough year for Central Michigan football. But uh, I am a big fan, though. I love the Maxion, uh games and everything. I love my teams in the MAC. I love Kent State. So Ohio, so not Michigan. But... Uh, Kent State, Central Michigan, uh, Bowling Green, so they're in Ohio as well. I like Toledo as well. It's another Ohio team in the MAC. But um, only college goal was against uh, University of My only college goal. Toledo, yeah, you scored against me. I remember you saying that. The Rockets, the Rockets. Yeah, that's that's, that's cool. That you played against them. That's awesome. But as I said, I, there's no affiliation for MAC teams outside of football. Really, I mean, I like. I follow that baseball conference a little bit, but there's no, like, fandom. So when they played you in hockey, I was obviously rooting for you. So don't worry. Don't worry. I was rooting for you. Concordia, baby. I'm a fan. You already know. But uh, anyways, I know that's 10 minutes now to game time, so I don't want to hold you guys too much. But any other predictions for today's game? I know, Riley, no score prediction. I respect that. I know when I give a score prediction, it usually goes the opposite way. So now when I give predictions for Giants games, I just say what I think is going to happen, like, on the field. I'm like, you know, the Giants got to run for – 150 yards, Saquon's got to do this and that. I never give score predictions since I know every time I do that, it typically goes the complete opposite way. So I respect that superstition. Liam, I think, honestly, if it's a three-point game, that obviously make for a great uh, you know, game to obviously watch, but that obviously be a tough one for Riley, probably a nail-biter if it's a three-point game with or a four-point game with under a minute to go. That'd probably be crazy. But Yeah, I don't want to see that. That might be tough on Liam, too, yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. I don't think... He, he shouldn't be wishing for that either. No, no. I, I, it's going to be stressful, but I think it's going to end up being a good game. So I think it'll be a good, great game. And I think if you look at it, like you said, Michigan's so dominant offense, defense. TCU's offense is really good, you know, averaging 40-plus a game. It's their defense, really, that, you know, probably could be their weakness here. But I think it's going to be a close game up until probably about the fourth quarter. I think Michigan pulls away a little bit. Uh, my score prediction when I did this earlier was like 41-30. But it uh, could be even lower scoring than that. Let's say it could be like 38-27 or even less, 35-something. But... Who knows? Obviously, I'm rooting for a good game, just like Liam said. That's what you root for. You root for Michigan to win, but also, like he said, uh, a good game would obviously be fun to watch. But Absolutely. And that Ohio State-Georgia game, Liam, who do you got winning that? Uh, I'm going to say, I usually jinx teams, so I'm going to say Ohio State's going to win. I usually <laughs> jinx teams, so we're going to go with that. Obviously. I respect it. That would also be better for, for Riley. If Ohio State goes down, it would be great. Uh, I think I get yeah, Georgia no. winning that game. Um, 
I think they win. I think it's going to be close, though. I think, I, I think that game's going to be close. Ohio State puts up points. Georgia really hasn't given up many points this year. I mean, the most they gave up in a game this year was 30. And then 22, one of those games, they gave up 22 points. They gave up 22 twice. One of those two games was against Kent State. So there's a little bit of a flex on my max schools. But uh, I do think it's going to be a close game. I think Ohio State uh, doesn't really have enough, though, to beat that Georgia defense at the end of the day. So I'm going to give Michigan the win in that game. Then I'm going to give Georgia the win in the other game. Georgia will win by... I think four or five, but the line is five. So I'm going to go four just to, just to be on one side of the spread there. But anyways, any other predictions you guys want to have right before the end? I know that the game's in 10 minutes, so I don't want to hold you guys, but. You're good. I, um, just yeah. something I wanted to add in is I think a big thing for both games is going to be a mental, um, the mental game. Ohio State is coming off their loss to Michigan. They didn't get the big, they didn't even get to go to the Big Ten championships. They're coming right from their loss and right from not even thinking they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, and a big thing for the Michigan game is that we got a big 10 championship. We're still riding the high from the Ohio state win in the shoe. Is it, is it the shoe? Yep. I kept calling it the boat cause I really don't care. <laughs> no, um, I get you. I know what you mean. I got you. <laughs> I don't care to learn the name. Um, but we're still riding that high from that win this year. That win was huge. And so, um, I feel like Michigan has a lot of momentum going forward. I feel like both TCU and Ohio state need to get over the mental block of coming off of a loss, tough losses um, for both teams. And so um, I just wanted to add that. That's a great point. That's a great point to even close on, like you said, because at the end of the day, uh, when you're coming off a loss, obviously the last game you played, there's a bad tasting about for TCU. And then also you look at it the other way as well uh, for Ohio State. But I mean, that can play to Michigan's advantage and Georgia's advantage, still having an extra game, winning the Big Ten Championship, winning the SEC Championship. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. going to be riding on the highest of highs. Especially, I mean, I think you guys beating Ohio State is probably even more of a win than, beat, than winning the Big Ten Championship. I think obviously at the end of the day, you want to beat them first than rather win the Big Ten Championship. So Absolutely. you guys are on the highest of highs already. And I think at the, day, at the end of the day, it's going to be a great game both ways. Uh, but I will be rooting for Michigan, though. And uh, maybe Michigan wins this. Georgia wins this. Whoever wins these games today, hopefully Michigan wins. We'll do this again. We can give predictions to the final. Obviously, you have a couple weeks before that. So focus on winning tonight. That's the main you know thing, main goal. And hopefully Ohio State loses, and that's a great weekend for you, isn't it? Absolutely. It would be best weekend I could think of. And Michigan win. Of course. Of course. Oh, of course. Here. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. I mean, hey, you're with Liam watching the game. So maybe maybe Liam will bring you some good luck for that game today. Michigan. And then obviously maybe it'll jinx Ohio State for you. So uh, obviously it'll be a great weekend. That'd be a great weekend, obviously. But uh, <laughs> obviously the game's out 10 minutes away. I don't want to hold you guys here. But thank you guys so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Much appreciated. Honestly, you guys are the best. Riley, super fan of Michigan football. Liam, the hockey icon. Both of you guys are absolute legends. Thank you guys for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Anyways, that will conclude today's episode about the TCU-Michigan game. I'm going to record a quick episode just after this to talk about the Georgia game tonight versus Ohio State, give my prediction to that. I'll even give some more stats for that TCU-Michigan game as well. But anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. Thank you so much to the hockey icon, Liam Kenny and Michigan football super fan, Riley Keita, also a Michigan student. So hopefully Michigan gets a win for her and she can go back to campus with them winning the Natty. I'm sure that'd be crazy. But thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. And once again, thank you to Liam and Riley for coming on. It's much appreciated. Have a good one, guys, and thank you.